0: Are listening to the Calvary Church podcast, where each episode features a life-transforming message that was previously recorded in one of our services. And now, let's join a service that's already in progress.
1: Hebrews chapter eleven and verse six. If you have it, say Amen. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Would you pray with me before we're seated? Jesus, we love you. So thankful to be in your house tonight. So thankful for everything that you did in our midst today Lord, I'm asking you to come into this place once again this evening and do a mighty work in our midst. I pray that our minds and spirits would be open to hear what thus saith the Lord. Lord, I pray that there would just be an energy that come on us here tonight to plug in and hear the voice of God one more time tonight. Lord, release faith into this atmosphere. Release faith into this congregation now in Jesus name and everybody said amen, amen. you may be seated it was a few weeks ago uh, in early December that my wife and I had the opportunity to go to Dallas Texas they had a uh, evangelist retreat down there and uh, we had never been before and had always wanted to go and it it worked out that we were able to go this year and uh and so we got a a babysitter and uh and we pled the blood over the babysitter and then we left and we just put it all in God's hands and um and the kids were alive when we got back so we were thankful but uh when we were down there uh we were we were ministered to we were preached to and and one of the last services that we were in uh, a pastor down there uh, his name is Pastor Tom Foster, preached a message, and, uh, and it was called An Attitude of Faith. And I, have you ever been in a service where uh, the word of the Lord, it just got a hold of you? That's what happened to me that day. It just, it got a hold of me, got a hold of me. And, uh, and so I want to preach to you tonight, not his message, but I am going to use his title, An Attitude of Faith an attitude of faith. Amen? Amen. An attitude is a settled way of thinking or feeling about something that is reflected in a person's behavior. It's settled. It's rarely changing. And by definition, there is an outward evidence of a person's attitude. Now, Parents discover the meaning of attitude long before children do. I uh, I learned this lesson the hard way growing up because I would say one thing with my mouth, but I didn't realize that my body language was betraying what I was saying. And I would tell my mom one thing, and she would say, you need to fix your Oh, man, I feel a witness from the parents in the house. You need to fix your attitude. I didn't realize that my attitude was my greatest liability in getting away with crime. I didn't realize that uh, my attitude would always give me away when I was trying to get away with something with my parents because my attitude reflected what was happening internally. I may... Uh, have been obeying on the outside, but my lack of submission on the inside was reflected in my attitude. My attitude. You can tell a lot about a person by the type of attitude that they have. And when I began to study... And, and read about faith. And after I left that day and left that service, uh, something just kind of resonated in my spirit about having an attitude of faith. And I began to evaluate the way that I would respond to life situations. And I figured out something. I didn't always have an attitude of faith. It seemed to me that my attitude varied from day to day. There were days where I felt a lot of faith, but there were a lot of days that my attitude was an attitude of doubt or an attitude of complacency. And so I began to work on that, and I asked the Lord to help me with that. And I became determined that no matter what the situation, I was going to have an attitude of faith. Have you ever uh, felt like you had a word from the Lord for somebody or, or and you wanted to just speak a word of faith to somebody and that person looked at you and they said, I receive it just like that? Their words were saying one thing, but their attitude was screaming something else. They were saying, I receive it because that's what I'm supposed to say. But inside, they were saying, I'll believe it when I see it, right? Their attitude was giving them away. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. I made a determination in my life a few years ago that I was going to live my life in such a way that I was not going to try to please man, but everything I did was going to be to please God, and I decided that the way that I was reacting to some of the challenges that were arising in my life were not pleasing to the Lord. My response to some of life's challenges were not giving glory to the Lord. And so in December of 2019, I decided I was going to have an attitude of faith. Not just for a week, not just for a couple weeks, but it was going to be a life Change uh, That for the rest of my life, no matter what crossed my path, no matter what challenges came uh, into my family, no matter what storms blew into my life, uh, I was going to have an attitude of faith. Now, in order to have an attitude of faith, you have to be armed with truth. You have to know the promises of God. You have to be able to respond with the immutable truths of the Word of God because I promise you life will test your faith. Life will put things in your path uh, that will challenge you as a child of God uh, and make you question whether or not you really trust the Lord. December, I was scheduled to have uh, vocal surgery at the end of December, and uh, you guys have heard me lose my voice here, I think, <laughs> and so I decided it was time to get that repaired, and so I went to see a vocal doctor, and and uh, they told me that I had a, a very large polyp on my vocal cords, and they were uh, going to need to take that out, and in uh, so I said okay, uh you know, we'll schedule that and we scheduled it for the end of December. And uh my doctor said since you have a heart murmur, he said we we want to run an echocardiogram just to make sure that you're going to be okay to go under anesthesia. And I said okay, no problem. I, I didn't really give it a second thought because I'd had a heart murmur my whole life. It uh had never really uh kept me from doing anything. Uh, it was my skill level in sports that kept me from playing sports. It was not my heart murmur. And so I said, no, no problem. I said, we can get that checked out. And, uh, and so I went in and I had an echocardiogram and it was the day before my surgery, just a few weeks after this, um, this service in Texas about an attitude of faith. And I got a call from my doctor and he said, he said, you know, I have, I have something to tell you. He said that, uh, came as a surprise to me, he said, but we looked at your echocardiogram and, and we found something that we didn't like. He said, and as a result, he said, you're not going to be able to undergo surgery. He said, and I want you to go and see a cardiac surgeon when you get back from Bangladesh, he said, because we think that you may need heart surgery. There, you're in danger of heart failure. And I said, say what? (laughs) He said, yeah, I know. He said, it's kind of surprising to get a phone call like that at that age. An attitude of faith. I remember I was in Polaris Mall spending the last of my funds on Christmas presents for children. That requires faith in itself. And I had to step outside and gather my bearings, because I knew my faith was being tested. You know, you don't have to go through things by yourself. The Lord gave you a family in the body of Christ to help you during trying times, and I remember I was standing there and I, I said, Vinny, I, you know, I was talking to myself. You guys may not do that, but I was talking to myself. And I said, Vinny, come on. You got to have an attitude of faith. You got to speak life right now. You got to speak the promises of God right now. But the words just weren't coming. And so I picked up the phone and I called my bishop. And I said, Bishop, I said, this is the phone call that I just got. And I, and I started to cry on the phone. And he said, Well,. That's what the doctor says. He said, let's see what God says. You know what he had? He had an attitude of faith. He didn't have to conjure it up. He didn't have to stir it up. He didn't have to pray and call me back. Uh, It just came out of him. Uh, It was his first reaction. Uh, He had been through enough uh, and seen God do enough things in his life uh, that he knew uh, that we could call on the name of Jesus. uh, And Jesus would step into the situation. Let me just talk to you where you're living today. Some of you are facing some things uh, that have put you down. Uh, Your mind cannot fathom the outcome. Uh, You can't see the light at the end of your tunnel. Uh, But I've come here today to tell you uh, that if you'll grab a hold uh, of an attitude of faith, uh, you'll begin to see an outcome uh, that you didn't know was there before. Uh, You'll begin to see an answer uh, that you didn't know was there before. It's a settled way of thinking. It's not changing. It's not varying. We often develop attitudes about things in life over a series of time and decisions. And there are things in our life and things that we go through that develop those attitudes. I like to think that my attitude really is just an accumulation of experience through life. And once you have that attitude, it's kind of hard to change. It's settled. I told you this morning the story of our our family moving as we were seeking to follow the voice of God in our life and... We had, we had moved into that house in 2010, in May of 2010, and we moved out in July of, I think, 2016, 15 or 16 it was, when we moved out. And when we moved in there, we just had one little girl, but when we moved out, we had two more babies. And so something happened over those five or six years. We accumulated a lot of stuff. When it came time to move, I decided it'd be a good idea to visit the basement. And I discovered that the basement had become a catch-all in our life. There was a lot of stuff in the basement. I said, babe, can we just burn it down and get the insurance money? And he said, no, we're going to have to move it all. And so we began to move it upstairs and haul it out and dumpster after dumpster all that stuff had just kind of settled in over time and it was a lot of work to get rid of it it took a lot of effort to haul that stuff out of my life listen to me friend God's trying to move some of you he's trying to transition some of you From fear to faith. From doubt to believe. He's trying to get you to a place uh, where there is a shift in your attitude. And when a storm blows in, uh, you no longer run to your corner. uh, But you run out uh, with your fist in the air uh, and say, but my God uh, is God of the storm. He's the God of the wind. He's the God of the rain. And He's the God of every circumstance in my life. Happens over a process. You got to begin to get rid of the bad attitudes. Got to begin to uproot those things that have just settled in over time. You know, I'm scheduled. To see that cardiac surgeon on Thursday of this next week. And I don't know if anything has transpired or not. But I do know this. I had a conversation with my doctor before I left the country. And I asked him. I said have you ever seen a miracle? I don't know if you've ever like talked to your doctor like that. But they're usually kind of think you're nuts when you talk to them like that. I said have you ever seen a miracle? And he said you know. He said, not so much in this day-to-day practice. He said, but I have been in some emergency rooms. He said, where some things have happened that we could not explain. I said, well, I've seen some miracles. I said, and I just want you to know that me and a couple thousand of my closest friends are praying for a miracle. I said and so don't you be surprised uh, if you get a phone call from me letting you know that God did a miracle in my life. You know what I was doing? Uh, I was putting feet on my faith. Uh, I said God you know it's one thing to profess it uh, to the people of God uh, in the safe place of a church building uh, but it's something else uh, to profess it in this doctor's office. Uh, It's something else uh, to step outside the church building uh, and begin to declare faith, begin to have an attitude of faith. Mm. Hallelujah. Your attitude of faith will unleash the miraculous in your life. Listen, God can't ignore faith. He's drawn to faith. The hunger of faith will bring you to the point of your miracle. Mm. In one of those services in, in Bangladesh, it was our Holy Ghost Crusade service, and, and uh, there was a, the preacher had a cup of water And a bottle of water and he was pouring it in that cup and he was just showing you know giving a physical example of the infilling of the Holy Ghost and the and the overflow that happens when the Holy Ghost comes into your life and as that water began to flow out of that cup hundreds of people began to run up to try to touch that water that was flowing out of that cup You know why? They had faith. There was nothing special about that water, but they had faith that there was something powerful going on in that moment, and if they could just touch that water, that God would do something miraculous in their life. We're gonna have to get to a place where we stop being so reliant on all of our contingencies on all of our other options, and we run to God first. First. I had something come up just the other day and the temptation was just to pick up the phone uh, and reach out to my resources and I said no uh, that's not an attitude of faith. Uh, Why am I going to try to solve it myself Uh, when this book tells me uh, that he's an ever present help uh, in the time of trouble. uh, I wonder what would happen uh, if an attitude of faith uh, would grab a hold uh, of the saints of God again uh, and Jesus uh, would become your number one. Uh, He'd your first response, huh? He become your first call, huh? He become your first cry huh? in a time of trouble. Mm. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. The attitude of faith can change so many things in your life. Esther had an attitude of faith. You know the story of Esther, she she was faced with a decision when Mordecai challenged her and said, You need to go before the king. And you need to tell the king what's happening to your people and the danger that they're in. And the deal was if you went before the king without being summoned, you could die. We can't even, like, imagine stuff like that. But that was the decision that she was faced with. Mordecai, I told her, he said, if, if you don't do it, God's still going to save us somehow. But you have a chance to be a part of what God is doing. And Esther decided she was going to grab a hold of an attitude of faith, and she said, "If I perish, I perish." I could just see it right now over this crowd. God is changing some mindsets in this building right now. Some mindsets that have kept you bound for a long time uh, and you're beginning to see something that you didn't see before. Huh? And I would to God that that same attitude uh, would grab a hold of us. Huh? That says if I perish, I perish. Huh? God, I'm going to put it all on the line for you. Huh? There's no road uh, that you can call me down uh, that I will not follow. Huh? There's no sacrifice uh, that you could ask of me that I will not give. Uh, there is no challenge uh, in the face uh, of adversity uh, that I will not call you for. Uh, Jesus, uh, I'm going to have uh, an attitude uh, of faith. Mm. Hebrews 11:1 and 2 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Anybody ever got a report they didn't like? I didn't like the report I got. The evidence of things not seen. That's what faith is. It doesn't make sense to other people. Looks like you're just grabbing at thin air. But there's something about faith that causes what is unseen to become seen. When you grab a hold of an attitude of faith uh, and you begin to speak faith into your situation, uh, what was invisible begins to materialize uh, and the heavens begin to move uh, and Jesus begins to work uh, and things begin to happen uh, and all of a sudden what was invisible uh, begins to materialize uh, and you got something to grab a hold of uh, until the situation changes changes uh, hear me you may feel like you have no hope uh, like you've got nothing to grab a hold of uh, but when there is nothing to grab a hold of uh, you still have faith uh, grab a uh, hold uh, of faith uh, it's the evidence uh, of things uh, not seen uh, it's what you grab on uh, when you can't grab a hold uh, of anything else The building material that you use when you got nothing else to work with. Mm. Calvary, this church is on the move. This church is on the move. You're beginning to experience revival, you're beginning to experience the miraculous. You're beginning to see God do things in your services. You're beginning to experience growth. But with revival comes challenges. With revival comes growing pains. With revival, sometimes uh, you move out of comfort and you become a little uncomfortable when you step into revival. You know what you're going to need for this season of revival? You're going to need an attitude of faith. You're going to need an attitude of faith. Mm. Oh, hallelujah. I know right where I'm at in the Holy Ghost right now. You're going to need an attitude of faith. Because when revival breaks, I can't shake it. You're stepping into a season of revival, Calvary. When you step into revival, it requires you getting over yourself. All of a sudden, things don't circle around you the way that they used to. Sometimes the personal attention that used to be there isn't always there when you step into revival. It forces you to grow. Forces you to exercise your faith. Is this okay? You all with me? Some of you are going to have to start using an attitude of faith this year. God's trying to grow some of you To a place Where you're not just a consumer But you're a producer But it's going to require an attitude of faith See faith is selfless Faith has everything to do with him And nothing to do with me Sometimes faith will ask you to pray for somebody sick in the altar when you have a need yourself. Sometimes faith will require you to speak a word to somebody when you need a word yourself. Faith will require you to show up to church with something to give, not just empty handed. I can't show up Sunday after Sunday with an empty basket, but I've got to show up to church with a full basket. I've got to show up to church uh, with an offering to give, uh, with a word to speak, uh, with a prayer to pray, with a shout to shout, with a dance to dance, uh, regardless of what is going on uh, in my life, whether there's a storm at home or not, uh, I've got to show up ready. That's where we got to get to in revival. Because there are new people that are going to need to be fed. There are new people that are going to need to be nourished, discipled, encouraged, spoken to. I mean, some of us are going to have to grow. Going to have to mature in our faith. You're going to have to mature in your faith. Faith that doesn't always have to be pampered and faith that doesn't always have to be coddled, but faith that is rooted in the promises of God. There are going to be times where things happen in your life and nobody's going to be there to speak a word to you, but that word will just quicken in your spirit and you'll speak that word. And you'll have to encourage yourself in the Lord. You know what that is? That's the maturing of your faith. That's the Lord growing you into an attitude of faith where it becomes an all-consuming mindset in your life. Hallelujah. Hope this is okay. I know this is different from from the way I, I have typically ministered here in the past, but I'm just... Trying to follow the leading of the Holy Ghost here tonight. I just I, I see a church on the cusp of something great, and God is trying to grow some of you. Let me tell you what happens if you resist the growth process. You end up being a spectator to what God is doing, rather than a participator. And when that happens and the church is moving forward and you're, and you're on the sidelines watching, the enemy begins to creep in and sow seeds of, of disenfranchisement. I don't think that's even a word. Yeah, but, but we're going to coin it right now, disenfranchisement. Write it down. You begin to feel disenfranchised, disconnected, because you're not plugged in to what the Lord is doing. But when you have an attitude of faith and you're plugged in to what the Lord is doing, You can step in on any given Sunday and be ready to minister. You can step in on any given midweek service, at any given life group service, and be ready with a word of faith for somebody. You can become the conduit. You can become the mouthpiece that God wants to use to speak a word of direction to somebody, to speak a word of healing into somebody's life. When you mature, In your attitude of faith. Lord, try to get some of you off the roller coaster. Off that up and down. There's a stability that God is trying to establish in some of your lives. He didn't intend for you to be on the mountaintop one day and on the valley the next day. Life will do that on its own. But your spirit isn't meant to do that. Your spirit's meant to be even. Life will always have mountaintops and valleys uh, But your faith A mature faith uh, It doesn't matter what the geography is around you uh, Because your faith uh, Is not predicated upon the geography uh, Or where you are in life Uh, Your faith is predicated uh, Upon the God that you serve uh, And he's unchanging uh, Regardless of the geography uh, Whether the money's good uh, Or the money's tight uh, Whether the relationships are good Or the relationships are tight It doesn't matter because your God is unchanging I don't know what's going to happen with my physical situation But whether he heals me or doesn't heal me He's still a healer Whether the chaos in your life ceases or not he's still a peace maker Whether the miracle of provision shows up the way you thought it would or not. He's still Jehovah Jireh, my provider. See, that's what an attitude of faith will do. It will settle your mind on who he is and what he is regardless of what's going on in your life. could you just lift your voice for a moment come on we're about to have a breakthrough in this service right now I love that song that we just sang. This is how we overcome. Remember when everyone used to do the this deal? You have to. We're past that now, I guess. I, I I looked around; nobody else was turning, so I was like, "Okay, we're just face forward and be good." I can't even remember why I brought that up now. I lost lost my train of thought. That's, this is how we overcome. Thank you. Brother. Appreciate you. Your attitude of faith is reflected in your worship. Mm. It's the first test when you walk in on a Sunday morning. Where's your attitude of faith? Is your worship predicated upon your circumstance or on the worthiness of the God that you serve. This is how I overcome. I magnify the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. Life is going to throw me obstacles. Life is going to throw me challenges. But I'm going to hold to his unchanging hand. That's how I overcome. That's how I walk through the valley. That's how I walk through the journey with an attitude of faith. David understood this. He said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I want you to think about who wrote that song. David was an adulterer, he was a murderer. And he was a king. How many times have you walked into the house of the Lord allowing your failures to keep you from raising your hands? How many times have you walked into the house of the Lord and allowed the chains of condemnation to keep you down, to keep your mind locked up? Listen, when you walk in here, and you feel like you can't worship because you're not worthy, do you know what that is? That's pride. That's pride. Friend, I can go all week and not sin at all. And I'm still not worthy to be in his presence. If I never fall again, I'll still never be worthy. I don't worship him because I'm worthy. I worship him because he's worthy. That's what an attitude of faith shows you. He's worthy to be praised. An attitude of faith uh, will cause you to exalt God uh, regardless uh, of your circumstance. Your circumstances will always change, uh, but his majesty uh, is the same uh, yesterday, uh, today, uh, and forever. a story in the Bible of a lady and her son who were in the midst of a famine. And the Bible says that she just had a little bit of meal in her cupboard. You can think of it like she had one instant oatmeal packet left. And her and her son We're going to eat the maple brown sugar instant oatmeal packet. Oh, I felt a witness. And then they were going to die. She was just waiting for her kettle to heat up and the water to boil. And her and her son were going to enjoy some oatmeal. And then they were just going to sit around and wait to die. That's what they were waiting for. The man of God showed up and said, I want your oatmeal. Not really. That's not exactly what he said. He said, bake me a cake first. Oatmeal cake. I I don't know about all that. But he said, bake me a cake first. faith was put to the test. I feel in the Holy Ghost to ask some of you right now. She was just waiting to die. She was waiting for tragedy to overtake her. She thought for sure she knew what the end of her story was going to look like. What are you waiting for tonight? What are you truly expecting to happen? Have you already written the end of your story? Or have you taken time to account for the supernatural? To move in your situation? I believe the Lord wants to change what some of you have been waiting for in your life. You've been waiting for that inevitable tragedy. You've been waiting for that phone call that you just knew would come. Waiting for that diagnosis that you were sure would happen one day because it's in the DNA of your family. That was a word for somebody right there. There's somebody facing a medical situation that you are just sure is going to turn out a certain way. I want you to make room for a miracle in your life. Make room for a miracle in your life. 2020 will not be just another year. For some of you, 2020 is going to be the defining year of your life. It's going to be the year that you change a mindset that changes the trajectory of your future. You know, that's where it starts. Your future's changed when you change the way you think. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Lord's trying to change the way some of you have been thinking about your future, about your family, about your problems, about your finances, about your place in the church, about your role in revival. Mm. I know who I'm talking to here tonight. It's the Sunday night crowd. It's the Double Dippers. That's right. It's the ones that showed up because they were hungry for everything. It's the core. I believe tonight the Lord is opening some eyes in this room here right now. And as a result, it's going to change the way you speak from this day forward. It's going to change the way you respond from this day forward. You're going to walk in here next Sunday realizing, hey, we can't afford to write off any Sunday. But this could be the Sunday that destiny changes for somebody in this altar. This could be Ikatoros This could be the Sunday huh, that my calling comes to life. This could be the Sunday huh, that the gifts of the Spirit huh, are activated in my ministry. This could be the Sunday huh, that God uses me to do something in his kingdom. Come on, can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? I want you to hear this preacher right now. These type of services are coming to the United States of America. There are going to be crusade services all across this great nation. There's a hunger that's rising in the United States for what we have in this room right now. Calvary, I believe you're going to be a part of it. I believe you're going to have services where your entire parking lot is filled with people. I believe you're going to reap harvests that are greater than you've ever imagined. There are harvests uh, available to you uh, that the size of this altar uh, cannot hold. I want you to just let faith take your mind outside of the box here tonight. God's doing something great in the church. He's he's taking people outside of tradition, out, outside of the way things have always been done. Because whether you realize it or not, we're living in the last days. We're living in the last days. And we're getting ready to experience a global harvest. A global harvest. And I believe there are people in this room here tonight that are going to be a part of that. I believe there are people in this room that are going to be a part of that.
0: This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com.